they had to leave that generator on. I hope they're not running this thing Monday to Friday nonstop. That I, it's just uh, Tuesday, March fifteenth, two thousand twenty-two. I'm Stephen Sersky. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for joining me in the generator that's running outside of my apartment constantly. And for those of you who are thinking, why don't you just put some headphones on? I ask you, what if there's like a buzzing sound? It's constant. It's like like in the top of your skull. Just going on all the time. You can notice when it shuts off, it is quiet. It's, it's so quiet, it's like nap quiet. It's one of those times where if it's so quiet, there's nothing to distract your brain into being awake. And you're like, oh my goodness. You become so relaxed and you just basically melt into sleep. It's phenomenal. I can't do that right now because this fucking generator's still going. Peace, Stephen. Peace. Find your zen place, if it's possible. (laughs) Ah, yes. Tuesday. Ides of March already, isn't it? Right? This is uh, when uh, Mr. Caesar got a little bit uh, choppy-choppy, got a bit knifed, jumped by his compadres and the ancients of Rome. Well, and now fast forward a couple millennia, and we have another... um, I guess, I don't know, I think it's a, it's a wannabe dictator who, um, <laughs> I saw one, at least one meme sort of making the joke that he was going to hide on the Ides of March, but honestly, I don't think he is, it doesn't look like it. Uh, for those of for those people who are saying that uh, this guy's an idiot, uh, no, I actually can't say he's an idiot. Uh, the way that he is conducting it and the way that he is picking away at regions of, uh, of Ukraine... Uh, I mean, it's it's been precise. It's almost embarrassing that there haven't been better defenses against it. Uh, but that being the case, the people who are in Ukraine seem to have indicated that they were expecting this. And I'm not sure if this is Western media propaganda um, in an effort to sort of get a lot more people on board with this, um, you know, against Russia sort of thing. But... Is the Russian army that bad? Like, are they that not good at what they're... What have they been doing? They've fought more wars than the Ukrainian army. They were in Afghanistan up until recently. They've been in Syria. I mean, yeah, now they're getting volunteers from over there. But, I mean, this something's not making sense here. This is what sort of makes me a little bit worried that this might just be the opening volley. That we might not... We might not see the end of it, uh, especially like now that this transgression has happened. Like, how is anyone supposed to visit Russia? How is anyone supposed to do business with Russia without some sort of reparations being paid? And those reparations are no doubt going to sow some sort of discontent in that country itself. I mean, this doesn't look. This is not a good setup. <laughs> Uh, I think the freedoms that we've um, had for the last couple of years, uh, up until I guess COVID, are they over? Like, is it like is our has our life have our lives changed that much? Very good question. And uh, this, I mean, this does get me because I'm you know living in China. Not that I feel unsafe here, but you know, w- what's the backup plan? If not China, then where is it? Back to Canada? 
Uh, would I be able to go to the Middle East? Would that be safe? Uh, or would it be somewhere else? Right, and I mentioned this before. Uh, maybe it is time for a complete change of scenery. I'm, I hope not, not just yet. I don't want to pack this apartment, to tell you the truth. Although I have been looking at my clothes, I might start pilfering or start pillaging some of those, like getting rid of them. Not, not pilfering. Uh, purging. That's the word I'm looking for. Purging some of those clothes. Um, the idea just sort of lightening uh, lightening up the uh, the clothes a little because there's some stuff there I haven't worn in years and this is I mean it's not harming anybody and I don't really need the space but at the same time things like that you know inch by inch bag by bag uh, may, maybe start cleansing some of the things that, that are around here uh, as yeah today I even uh, had to set up my homeworking equipment it looks like that move is getting a little bit more official um, and I've calculated the, the time savings that. Um, should I not have to commute to work? It's not a commute. I don't have to ride my bicycle to work. <laughs> I don't call that a commute. I mean, that's 20, 25 minutes of exercise, 20 minutes of exercise. The, big, the biggest problem is prepping and then cycling to through Guomao, which is an insane intersection, and then changing at the other side of that bike ride and then being prepared for work. And this way, if I'm working at home, I, mean, I I don't know. I've said it to a few colleagues. I'm not sure. I'd sh- I would shower before anymore, to tell you the truth. Post-workout, put on a dress shirt, fluff your hair, do your hair a little bit, show up. You know, that. I think that's almost how... <laughs> I can't help but think, give it a week or two, and that's what it's going to be. I mean, that's going to be homeworking. Uh, we'll see how it unfolds. Uh, I've... It makes sense. Uh, I mean, I can't deny it. Uh, just at the same time, um, the the way that things have changed over the last couple of years. I mean, there has been a few changes. I also sort of wonder if uh, the other thing that I can do with working at home is that I'll be able to uh, upload stuff. Like uh, I can set my computer to... Uh, I won't have to worry about setting up my computer to upload stuff while I'm away sort of thing. Like this is this is another thing. So there's another time savings benefit. And I'll tell you, the, the older I get, the more, um, yeah, the, the more things I try to take on, it all becomes about time. Like how much time does it take to do something? What is worth my time? Because I do a lot of things that I know people would go, why do you do that? What's the payoff? Like the podcast is a perfect example. It doesn't make any money. But those conversations I have with people, those are the ones that I want to hear. I want to hold on to. For posterity, because you do meet a lot of interesting people while you're traveling, whether you're drinking or not, whether you're in the bar or not, or you're just walking down the street or whatever, at some sort of get-together. You have these interesting conversations. So this this podcast is really just one way of sort of preserving that for for the future. You know, this is the life and times of a working traveler. That's uh, These are, um, are they postage stamps? They're time stamps of life and times right now so that's what it, it doesn't pay money now and I, I really don't know how i'd be able to monetize it either to tell you the truth uh given that it's a bunch of yik yak about what people are just doing here right i'm not too concerned about it same with this audio digest this daily audio blog again posterity thinking process it's one of these things that 
you know, I want to record, it helps me clarify my thoughts. And I know that a few of my colleagues listen to it and a few other people, they listen to this. I hope this gives you some insight that maybe you are having some of these, these thoughts or these ideas like what if, you know, who knows. And I know that I am a bit more vocal than other people, especially when it comes to a few uh, topics. Uh, money is one of them, um, you know, debating ideas, you know, where you should work, traveling, things like that, having the initiative to do something. I know I'm very vocal about some of these things, and I, I, I can't help but think that at least some of this stuff has got to be useful to people who might have this in mind but may not be able to express it or maybe won't want to express it. And that's why this helps me think. Uh, if it helps you think, all the all the better. Um, yeah, and and going forward, you know, in in a year, I'm coming up to a, a year of this thing. It's March. I started this in May last year. That is a year's worth of every day yik yakking about something. Now, at the beginning, it was only like a minute or two minutes. By August of last year, it was eight minutes. And then by October, it was 10, 15. And then <laughs> my, my vacation to Chongqing and Chengdu were like 45 minutes a day, I think. Uh, and I, because I was just very thorough. And I think the next time I do something like that, it'll be a little bit more concise, a little bit more tighter. Uh, so basically, because I know it can wax on too much. You want a little bit more uh, conciseness, a little bit more brevity, maybe. Same with these things. I mean, now it's, it's stretched to 20 minutes, 25. 27 was the one I did the other day quite long. Um, and I, I see where I can sort of cut out some things and maybe uh, be a little bit more concise, a little bit more precise with my words. So that's it's something I'll work on. About 15 to 20 minutes, I, you know, hey, that's a coffee break's worth of yik-yak. And given the fact... That a lot of us are working from home. Maybe you're missing that yik yak. Maybe you're missing that guy who at work is talking about what is he even talking about? Well, got it. Here, put this on <laughs> the audio blog of Steven Sirsky, your coffee break yik yak. <laughs> oh, I hope you guys enjoyed that. Uh, another busy day today. Uh, I did manage to do some of my uh, uh, Chinese, but I created a a word list from my one of my textbooks. I was able to do some of the text. Uh, I read some of the uh, I read some of the textbook today as well, which seems like oh well that that's it that's all you did. It took me forty minutes to get through the thing. I I don't know what what was wrong with my brain today, but it was like even the simplest of characters I was forgetting and I had to look them up again. Uh, the other thing I was doing today was I was trying to do this dictation exercise wherein I'm listening and then trying to write down what I hear in Chinese characters. Now, you don't get this practice very often, if ever, in a Chinese class. Um, most teachers will focus on uh, pronunciation, grammar, vocab. They won't focus on your writing. Uh, they won't, yeah, writing both in terms of like um, composition and in terms of character accuracy that that won't happen since i am looking forward to doing the hsk5 paper based test and and don't get me wrong it sounds intimidating but the only part that is really 
um, sort of paper B, like requires you to know the characters, is the part where you actually have to write a paragraph, a couple sentences, and then a paragraph. It's, I think it's you have to describe two pictures in two, uh, one sentence each, and then after that you have to write eighty to hundred characters about a given topic, and this is. It sounds intimidating, but since I've been reading about this Delta stuff, and there, there was another reason why I was reading this Delta, these teaching materials, because it's helping me learn more about what I need to learn to, fin- like to, to get better, to progress in my Chinese studies. And one of them that came up is that uh, this Scott Thornberry guy in this uh, encyclopedia of terms, he goes and says, you know, a lot of language learning comes down to a couple basic sort of tenets. First, you prime, you're priming your vocabulary, your language. It means exposure. You have so much exposure to the language, whether it's written, uh, spoken, uh, so you're listening to it or, or you're speaking it yourself. Uh, you're trying to write it out or you're trying to read it. So all your four skills, you're priming it and you're ex- getting exposed to the language and the words is in as many different ways as possible. That helps. But the other thing that helps is learning, especially if you are, I suspect this, if you are an older learner who has a little bit more of a, a awareness of how you work and you're not uh, distracted by, you know, like flashy things more than like children are. And I say that very generously because like there's a lot of flashy things that ad- adults get <laughs> distracted by too. But in terms of, learning a language, you can focus it, you can set a timer and go, okay, I'm going to do this. Formulaic language, you know, those, those standard uh, blocks of text, you know, we, we as uh, ESL instructors get tired of hearing some of these things like cutting act technology. Uh, uh, it's like we all know things like this. But when you think of what those pieces of formulaic language do, it does present, it does, it gives an idea of proficiency. And so that's, that's what I'm going to be aiming for for this HSK5 test is learning a bunch of stock phrases that with characters that I can write out. So basically with this 80 characters, 100 characters, five sentences, 12 characters each, uh, sorry, like eight, eight sentences 12 characters each. How can you do that? And those 12 characters, of those 12 characters, how many are like Shinzai uh, Shi? So right now is. Jigashi, you know, this is. Things like that, those blocks of three to four, five characters that are very simple, but give the illusion that you actually know what you're writing about. And if you if you take it a step further, the things that you normally say when you are when you're speaking your your native your born language, you know, in my opinion, Guan Yu Jiga Xiang Fa, how was it? Tong Lai Wo Shi Wo Tong La Tong Wo Tong Lai Wo Kan. Oh goodness, see that's what you gotta learn. But I mean, Tong Wo. Like Khan, I mean, I could write that all out, in my opinion, from the way I see it. Those four characters, I know. I could write it out. 
the, the rest of the sentence, the other eight characters are going to come up with, right? And that's the idea. And so you add, you know, this sort of conjunction, you add an, a grammar phrase, and then you might botch you know, two or three characters out of it. I'm all, to be realistic, I mean, maybe I could score 80% on the writing section um, per sentence. So 80% overall, that's high. That's very high. But given enough generic passages, and if you have enough of the uh, target HSK5 target vocabulary in there as well, thing, I mean, you should, I should be able to do okay. And I, I did practice some of these dictations today. Some of the uh, HSK5 words are a little bit more difficult. Like uh, Full props to people who can write at that level, um, especially handwriting. Uh, it is a, it's, a, it's a commitment. It really is. Um, and I was actually thinking about skipping my, my, my Chinese studies this morning to in order to work on some other things. But then I got thinking, like, I, I actually don't feel comfortable skipping my Chinese lessons on days where I don't go into work. It just feels wrong. It feels like I'm jipping myself. So it's almost as if the mornings are now Chinese time. And I did listen to the Chinese radio for about an hour this morning, uh, just passively having it on. Um, and something like that where you're just exposed to the language. Given the current situation, uh, I mean, <sighs> will I be able to hit the HSK5 test by um, May? Hopefully. That, that'd be awesome. So we're in March right now. Another six weeks, the end of April, and then May. So will I be confident enough to sign up for the test at the beginning of April? That is the question. We'll see how it goes. And that uh, did work on the podcast a little bit today, episode number 29. Uh, since we had a tech issue, I actually had uh, some issues here in reconstituting the the audio file. So I spent the day uh, piecing that together. It's, uh, it's okay right now. Logic was giving me this error that it could not save the program. And it's happened a, a few times before. Uh, my cheap workaround, my quick workaround is to save a copy as and then just use the new file. Now you lose the undo history as a result of this, but you can keep moving forward. Also in situations like this, I've learned if you ever have any doubt about whether or not it's going to save properly, bounce a copy. Export a copy, just in case. And I mean like export the final file that you're working on. So I do have a rough copy at least. And then this way, I can uh, work on that again tomorrow. Um, just, all I'd want to do is cut out the middle part where I'm like, mm, this thing is broken. <laughs> sort of thing like that. Uh, so look for that. Uh, the video clips, uh, we'll also have those up later on in the week. And once I have 29 done, I will get to work on 30 as well, which I just recorded this past Monday. So I hope you guys are looking forward to that. Two very different conversations that I've had with people um, over the last couple weeks. There's another guy who's interested in being on the podcast. We'll see how next week or the, even the week after turns out. I know it sounds like I'm doing a lot so far, but I mean, there's, these are sort of like, uh, uh, it's a long time coming, making these happen. And there's two others that I need to get back in touch with uh, to see if they'd still be interested on being on. And hopefully, maybe even before April, we can get a couple more episodes recorded and put up. That'd be an uh, awesome accomplishment, I think. Uh, March Motion continues. I haven't posted 
Uh, I do have some of these videos. Um, it's because these today I was working on an asteroid field. <laughs> kind of neat. It was uh, I managed to build most of it myself. Uh, like uh, no, that's a lie. Okay, by build most of it myself, I mean I was able to figure out how to reconstitute the parts mostly on my own. But then for the asteroid field itself, I was following a, a Ripple training tutorial that you can find on YouTube. Um, so this is a, a, a scene wherein the moon is orbiting the Earth and then you fly, we fly through a, an asteroid field. I have this idea that I kind of want to do a sci-fi show. I don't know... I don't know how ambitious this is and how, you know, mixed I'd want it to be with computer graphics and live action, but I wouldn't mind trying, you know, just to see what would happen. Like, how bad could it be? How bad would it be? You know, cheap CG, a couple cheap actors. Here, say this line. You know, like, uh, who knows? How many people do I know could I cast in parts that they're, no one's going to be qualified for anyway? Um, and just tell them, here's the lines. What, what do you want to say? How about this? Sure, roll it. <laughs> Something along those lines. I, there has to be some cohesiveness, of course. Uh, and this also actually gets me thinking of May for the May You Make Your Movie video challenge. Whether or not this year I will be as ambitious in terms of the breadth that I tried to cover last year. Like last year, I was trying to do a whole bunch of different clips. This year, I wonder if maybe I would be a little bit more consistent in the story. The idea that's coming to mind right now is like, I don't want to say bad, but a Euro a black and white European film. And you can get after me for stereotyping, but for those of you who study any film studies or have seen any old like 1970s, 1980s European films, you'll know what I mean. Like, why is this guy still smoking a cigarette? And all these women don't have bras on. And why all of a sudden is the set blue? <laughs> Along those lines where I'm sure they had a point uh, and they're, they're going to be studied in film schools for a while. Um but yeah, were, were the filmmakers at all sort of thinking like that would be their standout feature? I don't know, <laughs> right? Uh, so the, the, it's an idea. We'll see. Uh, and it is a challenge unto itself. I mean, if you ever try to make... Uh, anybody who's ever tried to make a feature film will tell you it's very difficult. Same with people who tried to write books. I mean, even just writing an essay. You know, we, we university-educated people are fortunate. We're sort of lucky... Uh, in that we can sort of argue our way through an essay. And it's very easy to see what other people are doing wrong when they haven't finished the gauntlet of university studies. When they haven't gone through that, you know, scolding by the instructor saying, well, your argument's shit. This doesn't mean anything. And when you say, as we all know, then why are you writing it if we, if we all know it, right? Along those lines. You know, once you've run that gauntlet, you know, whether a bachelor's, master's, or higher, and you start seeing these, you know, it becomes easier for you. But for someone at the starting point, a little bit more difficult. Same with mo making movies. Like one minute clip, three minute clip, 30 seconds. You know, and then never mind just making it, but all those rights and the protections, you can't just use whatever music you want. Like you have the feeling of this piece of music, but 
if you don't have the money to rent it from to to get the rights for it, you get to create it yourself. Oh, you don't know how to create it? You're gonna have to find royalty free. Oh, you don't want to pay? Well, guess you better like silent movies. <laughs> At least you have the choice. Before they didn't, which is something to say. I mean, I remember one of my early film instructors was saying, you know, even with music videos, don't depend on the music. Depend on the image. Tell a story with the image. The music, it should be a separate story unto itself. Tools, a good example. Nine Inch Nails to an extent, not so much. Um, things like that. Metallica does it as well. Uh, Iron Maiden also did quite a bit of it. And of course, uh, Meatloaf. He was a... Uh, he, he did that quite a bit as well, uh, where he had stories, Michael Jackson as well, uh, where they had stories built in, not just into the, their music, but also into their videos as well. All right. Well, I think I'm going to leave it there. Uh, yeah, this... Uh, oh, one last thing. Beijing's going to get cold again. <laughs> Why? Don't know. It was nice today. But yeah, apparently we're going to get some rain and snow tomorrow evening or two days from now. I don't know. So, so much for spring, although the flowers are starting to appear. Uh, I managed to grab a few pictures of those. So it's good. I mean, getting green uh, for what it's worth. I mean, things here, uh, the virus is back and raging all over the place. But if I'm working for home and I can get beer delivered... I don't know. Hard to see how that's going to affect me too much, other than the clientele who isn't going to be able to get to where they need to go uh, to uh, uh, be able to meet us. So, because uh, they have to go to special places to use special computers, right? It's, it's <laughs> for all the digitization that we have. There still requires a human element of setting it all up, right? Uh, and let's hope it keeps it. Uh, we keep it that way for a little while, right? Oh. Folks, thanks for listening. Show notes and tracks up on my website, stephenserski.com. And if you guys have any comments about what you heard today, if you want to troll me, find me on the Twitter, the Steven Sersky. And of course, you can always just head over to my website, contact page there, stephenserski.com. Thanks for listening, folks. We'll talk again. Bye-bye.